Welcome to Woodworker and Wife. We're Dan and Bethany Myers. We've been married for over five years and have three little girls. Are we marriage experts? Parenting experts? Life experts? Perfect in every way? Not even close. But we do happen to have a microphone and, more importantly, we want to share what God has done and is currently doing in our lives in order to encourage you. Each week, we'll cover a topic related to faith, family, marriage, or business with the hope that our conversations will encourage you in your day-to-day life. This week, we're continuing our series about living faithfully and obediently in times of uncertainty. Uh, We'll be discussing one of the hardships we mentioned last week. It's a tough topic, yet our prayer is that you are still encouraged and uplifted after listening. Let's get started. I'm Dan, and this is my wonderful wife, Bethany, and we are woodworker and wife. I'm the woodworker. And I'm the wife. If this is your first episode, we're glad that you're tuning in and listening. We're in part three of our three-part series about obedience and faithfulness in times of uncertainty. We want to give you a quick rundown of our story so you have some context for today's episode. Last summer, 2018, I was unemployed. I had been forced into resignation, and I didn't have many prospects despite over 160 job applications and several interviews where I came in second quite a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, God was preparing us to move churches, and we also were preparing our house to sell so that, frankly, we wouldn't end up in foreclosure. Yes. Yeah. We didn't know how we were going to pay to live there. Right. Um, and then we moved in with my in-laws, Beth's parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of sums it up and gets you the Cliff Notes version up yeah, to date. Yeah. And um, we talked about some of the different hardships and blessings last week. Yes, we did. Um, that we encountered last summer. And um, we want to share one of those hardships and blessings now. Yes, we do. Um so last summer, uh, near the end of July, I thought I was pregnant. Um, this would be the third pregnancy we've had, so I was pretty certain. Um, I say that though, and we'd had other times where I've taken a test and it's come up negative. Yeah. Just because things run late or whatever. Um, but thought I was pregnant, so I decided to load up our girls into our stroller and hoof it to our local Rite Aid. Um, And that's partially because I was like, I don't want to waste gas on this when it's so close. It was only a mile away. They enjoyed walking. I enjoyed the exercise. Um, Grabbed some money out of my dream jar um, just because that was the only cash we had, really. Mm -hmm. And uh, ended up walking all the way there it was hot that day man was it hot i mean it's july it's always hot so anyway walked there bought a two-pack for the least amount possible um and hoofed it all the way home uh but waited until the next morning to pee on the stick because your hormones are always uh more concentrated in the morning so all those tests tell you to pee on them in the morning uh anyway I did that the next morning. Lo and behold, found out we were pregnant with baby number three amidst... A crappy summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
frankly, my mom was kind of surprised that we could get pregnant when we were in such a stressful, stressful situation. Yep. Um, but we did. Uh, and I was like, oh, it's baby number three. So I didn't totally jump on like finding a doctor or getting any of that squared away quickly. Um, just because it was baby number three and we didn't have health insurance. And so I didn't know what to do or where to go or any of that stuff. Um, which made it a little bit more difficult because I didn't know what our support circle would look like without insurance. Um, so that was a little bit difficult to think about and kind of delve into. Uh, so anyway... I ended up telling two close friends, mm -hmm. uh, just because I was, you know, it's baby. Babies are exciting. Yeah. Um, but definitely didn't tell all of our family or anything. Uh, they were going to be coming in soon for Jane's third birthday. Um, but I just like to keep it kind of to ourselves and kind of close for a while before telling anybody. Um, and making a big deal out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to just kind of hold on to it for a little while and keep it your own. Mm. Um, <clears throat> so we didn't tell anyone at her birthday, and it, that would steal the show anyway. She didn't need that at her birthday. Um, so a couple weeks later, like I said, it was Jane's birthday. Um, felt a little sick over her birthday, kind of like a weird like summer cold type deal. Mm -hmm. And then the Monday after her party with family... I uh, started bleeding. And it was something that I had never experienced before with the other two pregnancies. Um, and I knew something was off. Mm -hmm. And it scared me. And I cried. And I prayed. And it scared me enough that I finally started doing research on finding somewhere we could go. Um... We were without health insurance. I lost my insurance. Yeah, yeah. And so we were. I, I found um, Kalamazoo Family Health Center, and they will take you without insurance, mm -hmm. um, which is a huge, huge blessing to even find anywhere that will do that because uh, they'll work with you too. Like, uh, we ended up having one of our pastors write a letter to them and so we could go visit a doctor for only a $15 copay and that was it which is amazing um to find that anywhere so anyway uh ended up going and the first time I went all they did was confirm that I was pregnant, pregnant and they were like if it gets worse come back and it did get worse, so we did go back. Um, and I just, I remember during this time period, laying in bed, just praying that uh, God would keep our baby where baby is supposed to be, so baby could grow, and so that we could meet baby, and... Um, all the while, in the back of my mind, I went, it's already done. This is not how my body works. Um, and I kind of already knew that 
um, I was having a miscarriage, um, and it was confirmed with um, some blood work, multiple tests, um, and the doctor that walked us through that was really... He was wonderful. He really was. Um, he had experienced a miscarriage with his wife, um, and so he kind of, he knew what we were experiencing and what we were going through. Uh, he went out of his way to call and um, just to make sure we knew it wasn't anything that I did mm-hmm. or we did. It wasn't, you know, because I was painting to get the house ready to sell or because I had been working out all summer. or It's nothing that I personally did. Um, it just happened. Mm-hmm. And they don't know why. And, um, yeah. Um, so, at that point, um, we told our family what was happening. I don't know if you remember that or not. Yeah, I remember, I think at least calling my folks and saying, I don't remember if I had already told them that we were expecting. No. But I called them and said, hey, so, you know, we found out that we were pregnant. And they're like, oh, like, and excited. And I said, but we just learned that we had a miscarriage. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, it was, it was hard telling them because this was something we were experiencing and it was you know twisting our hearts and yes yeah it was painful um i had i had told one of my close guy friends um that i had worked with and we went to church with and i had already mm-hmm. told him we were pregnant yeah and so i remember telling him that we miscarried and um you know so he knew and then the two, your two friends. Yeah, that, I could, yeah, I couldn't call them. No, so. Because it would have just been crying. Yep. So, <laughs> so Beth, Beth asked me to call. Yes, I did. Um, Thank you. Again. So that was. It was hard. I mean, calling our, our friends and just saying, "Hey, it was a miscarriage," and they're at a loss of words. You know, they don't know what to say. Yes. Yeah. Um. um it's like it's one of those things where if you haven't experienced it, you don't know. You don't know what to say or do. Mm-hmm. Um, which kind of really leads into, uh, you know, I, I mean, obviously we were mourning. I still am. Yes. Not constantly like those first couple of days slash weeks. Um, but I, we, our friend who gave us their car, uh, she just asked how I was doing, I think through text message one day. And I, I knew she, um, this was something that she had gone through. And so I told her and she went, uh, and she put together a meal for us. And brought that over along with a gift basket. Mm-hmm. 
of just different things like a nice candle and a magazine and some chapstick and uh, paper plates and cups and stuff yeah. so we wouldn't have to do dishes in order well, to get was, the meal she brought. It was later in the evening, I think, she brought it. And yeah, she I did. remember, <clears throat> I think I just worked out in the shop in the garage just so you guys had your time together. And, yeah, yeah. Um, just, she was very sweet. Um, you know, between the doctor and her and our, our close friends, we experienced a lot of empathy. We did. Um, we did. Um, and that, I've, I've never felt uh, less motivated <laughs> to cook a meal than I did at that point in my life. And so her bringing one was huge. Um, and just uh, knowing I was supported uh, was uh, very helpful to make it through um, that time. Uh, so anyway, uh, fast forward a couple of months and um, we're just moving in with my parents. And um, I think I'm pregnant again, which is crazy uh, to think about. Mm -hmm. um, and so, uh, I mean, we weren't trying to be reckless. No, it was when you're going through stressful times in mourning, you comfort each other. Yes, you do. Um, you just do. I don't know how else to describe that than what you just said. Um, so anyway, uh, this time around, I uh, uh, took the test and um, left it for Dan to find. She left it on uh, my nightstand, and I thought it was a thermometer. <laughs> Yeah, you did. Um, and uh, <laughs> he thought it was the yeah. So then he didn't see it. It so was like I, a double take. and Yeah, I had to get up and move it so mm -hmm. he would find it before he left that day. Um, I don't know why. I just didn't feel like I could say it to you. So I was like, mm -hmm. he just needs to find this somewhere. <laughs> um, and uh, so we found out we were pregnant again. Yep. Uh, this time we were due in June mm. instead of April. Yeah. And, um, let's see here. We didn't tell anyone again. No. Um, Goodness, no. Because your Oma had just passed away. Yes. Well. And so it was, you know, raw for family emotions and. Yeah. And I, and I didn't want a repeat of last time. So I didn't want to tell any of my friends because I didn't want to have to tell them that we had another miscarriage and my dad's mom like within what a week or within a week or two of us finding out we were pregnant mm -hmm. passed away and so it was just timing was not so good um so we kind of just uh held on to it just the two of us um for for quite a while, I would say. Maybe all the way through October. Kept it, kept it to ourselves until maybe November. Which yeah. was hard to do because I was not feeling well. 
um, just really nauseous. Everything made me nauseous. Mm-hmm. All the things. Um, which was uh, more indicative of Jane's pregnancy than Eleanor's. Um, but anyway, uh, but otherwise things felt more quote unquote normal. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, yes. Um, everything seemed to be progressing as it should be. Um, and, uh, we got in to the family health center again because we knew we could go there. Yep. And I think we saw the same doctor we had before as well. At one point, yeah, yeah. we did. Um, and they got us in. They helped us get insurance, yep. which was huge. Yep. Such a relief to actually have health insurance for everyone in our family. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, they were such a huge blessing, and they still are. Um, and it's all, like, uh, med students, mostly, mm-hmm. who have like a couple of supervisors and so um it's it's a little bit of a different experience because they're learning and i had to make the choice to be okay with a learning yeah being a guinea pig being a learning opportunity for them um but i felt loyal to them for helping us out in this in this time in need so we did end up going through them for our entire pregnancy and most of it was an extremely positive experience um I just felt like they should have a good, quote-unquote, normal person coming through their doors. Um, Just a real easy pregnancy. Overall, Lucy's was. Um, But even though it was easy, that didn't stop my worry. That worry monster was big. Um, And he really just dogged me the entire pregnancy um especially at the beginning and there was one day I was driving I must have been driving home from the grocery store or something with my girls and I remember just I was in the car worrying about our baby and whether or not we get to meet this baby and uh I just remember not hearing God, but just him impressing on my heart that I didn't need to worry. Um, He, he had me and he had Lucy in his hands and I just didn't need to worry about it. He, he, he just wanted me to rest in him. And I, I tried my best. Um, And every time worry would crop up um I would just think back to that moment where he went he's got this and I don't need to worry about it he's got this under control and it just I don't need to worry and I told my friend who had come over to the house um kind of what God had impressed on me and and um so she reminded me of it as well when I would be worrying she'd be like no remember this is what God said to you. You just don't need to worry about this. And um, that worry monster would still crop up. Um, and I had a really, I just have a really wonderful group of mobs ladies on the steering team. And more than once they prayed over me um, during Lucy's pregnancy 
because that worry just it just was there and it and I'm not too much of a worrier for the most part um and so it was it was it was yeah difficult to deal with um so we uh goodness we continued on and uh it took until about april which was our third baby's due date month and this was for both of us yeah i mean up to this point i could see that beth was growing a baby you know and we had the ultrasound um, but even for me it just wasn't concrete yet yeah yeah and so april rolled around um which is also eleanor's birthday birthday uh on the 11th and um I just remember anticipating April is going to be extremely difficult because I was supposed to have a baby in April, but instead I was pregnant and I was supposed to, and, and now I'm going to have a baby in June instead of April. And, um, so, uh, April was hard. April was hard. Um. I felt like I was supposed to be bringing a baby home. And I wasn't. But, uh, moving uh, past April, that worry just, like, dissipated immediately. Um, and it was kind of, it was almost night and day. Like, April was done. And I just didn't need to worry anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think, like, physically, my the time clock of the nine months of third baby and when they would have been born was up. And so I could move on from there in this pregnancy with Lucy. Um, so, and uh, even though I still mourning the loss of our third baby um, uh, and it was difficult to uh, to move on from there and it, where, I've, where I've struggled is um, fully celebrating Lucy In the fact that she's our rainbow baby, which is one of those newer terms, um, which is just a baby that you've had after a miscarriage. After a miscarriage, so it's it's after the storm of miscarriage, you have your rainbow and your rainbow baby. Um, So I I definitely still cry Mm -hmm. about missing our baby. But I rejoice in the baby that God has given us, our baby Lucy. She's beautiful. Chubby. She's so chunky. Chunky monkey is our four-year-old calls her. Oh my goodness. She's happy and smiley. You know, our first two, I felt like had this kind of neutral or resting sad face. 
They're and very I re- serious And babies. I remember praying <laughs> during the pregnancy that, you know, God, can we have a happy baby? <laughs> happy face? And she is just... She lights up a room. She's just so happy. She is very happy. And smiley. She'll um, smile at everybody, too. Yeah. And just a, a blessing to us. Yes. We struggle with the fact that if we hadn't had a miscarriage, we want to have Lucy, but we rejoice in the uh, that we do have Lucy. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um. You know. And, oh goodness. So, am I still mourning? Yes. Will I always miss our baby? Yes. Uh, but I can and I will continue uh, to rejoice in the Lord, for he is good. Uh, John sixteen thirty three says, I have told you the I have told you these things, so that in me you may have peace. And in this world you will have trouble. But take heart. I have overcome the world. And through Jesus, we have a place of refuge in our troubled times. And should we worry about what may happen? No. Because Jesus has overcome the world. And even though his overcoming may not look how we anticipate it to, he has overcome the world. And through him, we have peace. So this was a tough episode. Yeah. Um, I just want to say, guys, dudes, if you're listening, um, or even ladies, as the dad-to-be walking through this with Bethany, I was not carrying child. So I I don't have that same type of connection. Um, But... I, I emotionally still experiencing the the pain and the worry uh, between both pregnancies and um, you know I've I've always I love my girls I've always wanted a son and so part of me does wonder and kind of gets a sense that this third baby was my son mm-hmm. who one day I'll meet in eternity um, but for now I have the three most beautiful girls yeah. that I could ask for and had the privilege of raising and being their daddy yeah. um, you know enjoying we they were riding their bikes yesterday in the cul-de-sac and just watching their two oldest just ride side by side and yeah. um coming home after working and them racing to the door yeah they race to say i win (laughs) you know and just to hug you first to hug me first before i even get to yeah (laughs) um so you know certainly there there's hardships in there and, and things that we might say suck um but we can't 
just dwell on the hardships. We have to look at the blessings that come through that, whether it's immediate or not immediate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we learned in the process, the miscarriage was not our fault. It wasn't by anything that we did or didn't do. God still told us he loved us, that he had our backs, um, and that when we were pregnant with Lucy that he had this, he was in control. Yes. Yeah. And he reminded us of that. Others affirmed that. And so it, it brought us to this point where, you know, we're a year out from that having taken place and, um, you know, we're just, we're sharing this with you. Yep. Um, so we hope that you were encouraged. Um, you know, if you've been through a miscarriage or you wonder if you're going through a miscarriage or you're, you know, you know, someone that has, there, there seems to be a stigma around it where a lot of folks don't share it. Yes. Um, but it is real and it hurts in many ways. Mm -hmm. Um, I think one of the things that we struggled is that we, we know people that have gone through miscarriages and at the time we don't always know how to respond to that. Yeah. Until we've experienced it ourselves. Yeah. And then vice versa, we were experiencing it, and those close to us had never experienced it. And so, um, you know, we got some responses where it was full of empathy and love and encouragement, Mm -hmm. and then others where it was, well, you know, if it was God's will, or if it's meant to be, it's meant to be, and, um, you know, as kind-hearted and good intention as those comments may be um they suck (laughs) they totally do Um, so you know just if you know someone going through it just love on them yeah Yeah, bring them a meal bring them a meal let them talk to you yeah and that's where the empathy comes in you're you're not solving the problem for them you're just being a set mm-hmm. of ears yeah. in a shoulder. Yeah, really. Um, we're going to, I think we're going to put in a link to a couple of articles that we found um, to kind of help. There were uh, two that I found at least that I was like, oh, yeah, that kind of sums up how to help somebody who may be dealing with miscarriage. Um and like I said, the best thing we got was a meal and someone uh, to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It was hard. It's still hard. Yeah. It gets better. It gets less difficult to mention it. Um, I do have to say, I was thinking about this story and I remember to um, another friend who prayed over me amidst this and uh, that's a big one too if you know someone and they happen to be people of faith praying over them is huge yeah just huge and knowing somebody's praying for you is also huge Um, just knowing that support is there Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. So, again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it so much. Um, if you guys would follow us on social media, on mm-hmm. Facebook, uh, uh, at uh, Woodworker and Wife. Yep. And also on Instagram. At Woodworker and Wife. You can check out our website and our blog where we have uh, episodes are uploaded there, as well as some of our blog posts and recipes and favorite paleo foods. And uh, we'll put the resources up there as well that we've come across. Uh, That's at www.woodworkerandwife.com. If you have a question or want to reach out, please send us an email at woodworkerandwife at gmail.com Thanks for listening.